and welcome to The Makeup Insider. I'm your host, Vanessa Barney, makeup artist, hairdresser, educator, and all-round beauty junkie. If you've ever felt lost or lonely in your makeup career, this podcast is for you. I'm here to interview makeup artists and other industry professionals to give guidance and be the mentor I needed early in my career. With a new episode every Tuesday, don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss a trick. And if you like what you hear, please rate and leave a comment. I hope you enjoy. We are here to talk about how to get more clients and hit your income goals in 2024. So as a lot of you know, I moved to Sydney. I'm in Sydney now. So Nikki is going to help me and help everyone else out there hit our income goals for 2024. So Nick, do you just want to maybe let everybody know where they can find you and what you do and then we'll get into the um the how to's yes hello everyone as Vanessa, Vanessa mentioned my name is Nikki I am from the digital the digital exchange so you can find me at the digital exchange.co and we basically help people get more traffic to their website so we help you grow and scale your brand using meta ads and google ads and search engine optimization. So that's ranking first in Google so that people can find you free and organically. Excellent. All right. How do I get more clients now that I'm in Sydney? (laughs) Oh, yes, that is the million-dollar question. So I guess we always start with, so what kind of clients do you want? Um, So I suppose I want a bit of a range of clients. I'd like some bridal clients. I'd like some... Um, event clients and even commercial clients. Okay. So I think the first thing that you always have to do is you have to look at where your audience is actually hanging out. And I guess your industry can be a little bit different in the sense that I guess portfolios and reputation is a big part of what you do. Yeah. But in terms of what I take people through, it's all about getting traffic to, or when we say traffic, we won't, we won't use all these kind of technical jargon terms. It's all about getting the right visitors or the right eyeballs on what you do. So there are a number of different ways that you can do that. And, you know, there's so many different marketing channels now. There's like Instagram and Facebook and there's TikTok and there's YouTube and there's SEO and there's influencers and, you know, there's so many different ways. And a lot of them can be right, but for all different, (laughs) a lot of them can be right but for all different kinds of industries, but it all just depends where your audience is and where they're hanging out. But I guess the first thing we should probably touch on is what traffic is because mm-hmm. everybody wants to know, yeah, I guess how they get traffic, but some people don't even know where that is. So we go back to basics. So essentially traffic is visitors or eyeballs on what you offer. And then a traffic strategy is how do we get those people to see what we do and yeah get the attention on our brand or on us if we're a personal brand so that they select us so yeah hopefully that makes sense okay so yeah traffic how do we how do we get how do we get traffic to well how do we get people to see to find us really yeah, so, so the, first thing, the first thing that you want to do is that you want to work out how much money I guess you want to make a year and then because if you don't know what your income goal is, then you don't kind of know what you're working towards. So the first thing when you have a business is to go, okay, 
And then when it comes to your marketing is, okay, so how much do I want to earn? Then what you want to do is you want to reverse engineer that number to work out how much traffic you need. So how many people you need to see what your offers are. And then you need to work out, I guess, how much you, you charge on average. And then how many people that see your website actually convert. So for example, if you had a hundred people coming to your website only on average or whatever you, wherever you send people to. So you may not have a website. You may send them to your social media profile, but on average, you need about a hundred people to see what you do for two people to book. So that's, that's the average. So if that is the case, and then you need to work out what your average, we call it an average order value, but it would be an average spend. So if you were to do a wedding, the price might be different to your day rate if you were to do some kind of, you know, commercial set or something like that. Or if you were to, you know, or if you just saw individual people and charged a set rate, then you need to work out what that average amount is. So I have actually created a calculator that's at the digitalexchange.co forward slash traffic. And essentially it does all the calculations for you. So you put in how much you want to earn, then you put in your average order value and your average, your conversion rate. And if you don't know what they are, don't worry, there's a calculator in there for that too. So basically it does all the work. Then what you want to do is you want to work out how much traffic you need to hit your revenue goal or your income goal. And then you want to go into Google Analytics or the back end of your website or your social media profile, if that's where you're sending people. And have a look how many visitors you're getting or how many eyeballs you're getting on those particular pages, whether it be your profile or your website. And you want to deduct your goal amount. So you want to, sorry, you want to deduct what you're getting from your goal amount. Does that make sense? So I'm starting to probably get a little techie without seeing the actual guide. Uh, okay. Deduct what you're getting, what uh, what you're getting as in traffic. Yeah. So deduct how many people are already seeing your website from yeah. what your goal amount is and the, and the calculator will actually tell you what how much traffic you need to hit your goal income so yeah. so if you've got if you go into google analytics or the back end of your website it might say all right you're getting 50 people visiting your website a month but the calculator will actually say you actually need 2000 people to visit your website a month in order to hit this goal so or to hit your social media profile or wherever you're sending people so you need to make sure that if you want to get more eyeballs then I mean sorry if you want to hit your income goal you need to get more eyeballs and you might actually use the calculator and you'll be like whoa that's a lot of traffic or that's a lot of website or clicks I need from my marketing efforts and the way that you can kind of halve that number is by increasing your prices or is also by um, increasing the amount of people that hit your website and buy and you know that can be improving things like optimizing your website having a great portfolio you probably have some things that you want to throw in here as a makeup artist yourself. What are some other things that you might have on your website that will help convert people when they see what you do? Uh, probably, I mean, if we're talking weddings, yeah, your portfolio. Um, I also think like the speed at which your website operates, like if it's slow, then you might lose some people. That's a good um, one. Also like the the journey that the client goes on like when they go to your website if it's if it's clear or um easy for them to find out how to contact you um another thing I'll mention here is something I see a lot on um makeup artists Instagram pages if I ever click on them sometimes people don't actually say very clearly where they're located so it doesn't even say 
which city you're in. Um, uh, good one. So I think I think I think just making things really really clear to people so that they know who you are, they know where you are, and they know how to book you. Um, Great advice, definitely. Yeah, is really important. Yeah, so um, some of those simple things can be often missed, right? So it's like. You just don't, sometimes you just put your website together, but it's like, actually, hold on. If you were going to look for someone to book, having your address on there or where your location is super important. Yeah. Yeah. Or just easy for them to see, you know, even on your homepage, like. Like on your, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The other thing I would probably say would be um, niching. So having um, your particular style of work represented on your website so then it's really clear to people um, what you do and who you um, who you serve really um, yeah like if you've got all different types of styles of makeup on your website then it might not be clear to a bride if they want to book you what they're going to get from you yeah so, no, yeah that's good. Yeah, I think niching's a a huge, huge thing that we've um, learnt in the last few years when it comes to being a makeup artist. So yeah, that's probably the things I would suggest. Yeah, because I think some makeup artists even have separate websites, don't they, for the different kind of you know jobs they might want to target. So they might either have separate websites or separate portfolios to make sure that they're kind of tapping into those niches. Yeah, I have a sep- I have two separate websites. I've got a bridal website and then I've got a commercial um, based website. Um, and I'm currently updating them both. <laughs> uh, currently, yeah, currently updating my bridal one for Sydney. Um, and one thing that I've started doing since talking to another makeup artist is deleting old work. Um, yeah, because I had I had stuff on my Vanessa Barney um, Instagram page that went back to went back years, you know, that wasn't really relevant to what and, and who I am now as a makeup artist. Um, and you can archive stuff or you can delete it, but I'm also going to do that for my bridal page because um, I want people. I think I'm going to actually incorporate my bridal page into an events page as well like event makeup, so that when people oh, yeah. go there, they know exactly the sort of style of hair and makeup I do. So it's really, really clear. Yeah, that's really great. Because I know, for example, if I'm going to look for a, an event or something specific, then I want to make sure that I guess that that person can tailor what I want for that particular event or, mm. but basically whatever the, I guess, um, celebration is. So mm-hmm. I guess wedding can be quite different to maybe a corporate event or even, mm. yeah, something, you know, for example, or something where I might want a branding shoot, like makeup done for a branding shoot. So yeah. I know that's quite different again, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's all, it is. I, I really like what you said about niching out because the more specific you get with your marketing, the, the more likely you are to attract your audience and then win mm. those jobs, so convert them. So, you know, when you're niching, you're converting people, like more likely converting people at a higher level, which means you're going to need a lot less traffic to hit your income goals. So, 
it's just like those different levers that you can pull to, yeah, try and get less traffic. So increasing your average order value or increasing the amount of people that actually book with you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and also too, I think sometimes we think that if we're for everybody, so we don't niche, if we're for everybody that we're going to get more um, bookings, but it doesn't really tend to work like that. The no. more niched you are and the more you um, the more you know who your ideal client is, um, the bigger, the better chance you've got of, um, you know, them booking you. And also I suppose an example of this is if you look at uh, makeup artists who've got huge followings on social media, um, all of their work looks the same. Well, not, I don't mean that, you know what I mean? It all, not I know what you're saying. Same. It's cohesive. So when you look at their page, you can tell it's their work. And even to the point where I can see somebody's work and it, and it not be posted by them and I know it's their makeup just because yeah, they cool. are, have yeah. a very specific style. And it's consistent and, yeah, and they're living up to yeah. it. So, And then that actually works in turn. So if someone was like, hey, do you know a wedding uh, makeup artist in this area, then you, that person may immediately come to mind because you know what their work is. Like you know that they deliver yeah. a consistent kind of result for their audience every single time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, if you build your profile out like that, then people are always, yeah, go, you're going to be the go-to person for that specific thing. So you may have areas where you do want to do something different, like you might want to do commercial work, but then as Vanessa was saying, it's good to have like those separated so that, you know, people know that you, I guess, specialise in this area, but then you also specialise in that area and it's not kind of getting all convoluted in the same space. So, what did we just cover? We've just covered I guess what, what traffic it, is. Yeah, what traffic <laughs> is. Oh, yeah, so yeah. we can say what traffic is, yeah. how to work out how much traffic you need, and then now yeah. I guess where you get your traffic from. Yeah. So traffic can come from all different places, but the easiest place that you can get traffic from is actually from search engine optimization. So SEO or organic search, so people searching you on Google, that actually counts for 54% of traffic across the internet. And I think the statistic is like 91% of people or 91% of pages on the internet don't even rank. So there's a lot of opportunity there if you want to rank and particularly for niche words, it's much easier to rank for something a bit more specific. Like you might say wedding makeup artist and then your particular suburb or your particular location. Those kind of keywords are going to be easier to win. And if you're going for those kind of jobs, you probably want someone that's maybe in your local vicinity as well, unless you're trying to build up a certain profile in an area. But even um, implementing local SEO, so you've set up your Google business profile. It's a free tool by Google. And, you know, when people search in the little map packs, you come up in that little, in those maps. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's a really good one, especially for you because you've just moved to Sydney as well if you want some local jobs and you're quite close to the city as well. So oh, okay. So are you saying if I um okay, so I set up a Google page that is in the suburb I'm living in or should should you set it up in the city? Like what 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 do you yeah, do there? Well, you kind of need to put your location or you can need to put uh-huh. some kind of vicinity. So yeah, you could put it as you could set your areas that you actually operate out of as well. So oh, okay. Yeah, but it's mostly for local SEO. So it's hard to, you kind of need to put one, one main location that you okay. do everything from. But yeah, um, you would definitely come up if you put, I think you see, you're pretty close to Sydney. So there's a chance that you could, especially if other makeup artists haven't 
like a lot of makeup artists haven't done that or you use Mm. some specific keywords that other people aren't targeting. But if you start to get lots of reviews as well, that's when you're really going to get start getting boosted because Google loves reviews. And yeah, so if you get reviews, you're more likely to get boosted pretty fast for local SEO. And that's the easiest way to rank. Mm. Otherwise, there are obviously different things that you need to do to rank in Google. There's actions on your own website that you need to take and actions on other people's website, such as implementing keywords and speeding up your website, making sure your website works on mobile devices as well as desktop devices. That's true. Mm. That's a big one. Um, And then also, yes, the other one is like getting links from other websites to yours. So any kind of links that you can get from other people's websites to your website, that helps boost your position in Google. So even if you gave a testimonial to someone or you featured on their podcast, you know, things like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like so other that, suppliers even if you're looking for bridal backlinks. Yeah. And maybe um, celebrants or photographers. That's a great, yeah, great idea. Any kind of complimentary businesses within your mm. area that wouldn't mind sending, even um, event spaces if you kind of affiliate with anyone. So, okay. you know, or studios, okay. yeah, photographers. So, yeah, and there's what, all. And what about keywords? So keywords, I would probably be going for something a bit more specific that's maybe three or four words long, like the keyword phrase is about three or four words long. And it depends on where you want to target. Like, So if you want to go for your local area, then maybe include some local keywords, uh, some like local, your locations in your actual keyword. So what do you, what would you think that your customer might be typing into Google now that you've moved to Sydney? Um, maybe Sydney bridal makeup artist. That's Sydney's- probably quite... Yeah, wide is that quite broad? Sydney, no, actually, it might be worth a look. Like it might sit between that zero and fifty kind of volume mark. So you want when you look for keyword volume, so that's the amount of people that visit. Oh, um, sorry, the amount of people that search that particular keyword a month in Google or across search engines. And you can use a tool called SEMrush to have a look at that particular data. But you kind of want to go for something that's got about fifty visits a month because otherwise you're going to go for something that's too competitive if it's any higher and you're not going to beat the person that's been around for a long time. So when you're first starting out, go for something that's a bit lower volume. But if it's specific and someone hits your website and they like what they see, they're much more likely to convert because you're in their location, your website's set up well, you know, all they have to do now is reach out and if you have a consult and they love it, then mm-hmm. you get the, you get the booking. So, And do these keywords... Um just go in like your about page is that where they live or are they put somewhere else on your website you can essentially do keywords for every page of your website so you could do it for whatever services you want and you could do specific keywords for that for those particular um, pages but yeah so I would be doing it for my at least for my home page for my in my services pages so yeah, I'd definitely be doing it for those. And you can do it for your about and contact as well. If you want to on your about page, you could probably get away with using your brand name or something like um, wedding makeup artist. But then mm-hmm. on your particular service pages, I'd be looking for something a bit more specific, whether it be wedding or some specific event that you're doing or commercial work that you're doing or whatever it is. So make that keyword obviously specific to that. And then your homepage will be like your broadest keyword that I guess at the broadest level describes what you do, but you still want it to be about three words long. So okay, it could okay. be makeup artist, something else, bridal makeup artist, 
make up artists mm-hmm. for weddings. Think about what your audience would type. Like you might actually call yourself something different to what your audience calls you. So you might mm-hmm. say, I'm a bridal makeup artist, but if I was searching, I might look for wedding or uh, yeah, wedding makeup artist. So it's also really mm-hmm. important to think about how they search you, not, yeah, not exactly, you know, because we sometimes reference ourselves differently to how our audience would. So, but Samurai will give you a whole bunch of different ideas and show you what people are actually searching anyway. Okay. Uh, blogs? Blogs are a great one too. So I know you've got a podcast, so that's a really great way for people to get to know you and collab with people. But I know like, and I know you can put your, for you, it's really good because you've got your podcast, but then you could create a blog and then with a link through to the podcast, but not everybody's doing podcasts. So blogs are great. You can show, you could do different case studies of maybe some of the models you've done and show like, you know, that maybe the style of wedding that they had, if you can access those kind of photos and the, and maybe some of the imagery of the actual makeup. You can talk about different styles. So is there any particular, I guess, what are some good topics that you could cover if you had a blog? How to have a, how, how to have your morning run smoothly, like talk about, um, you know, just things that I've seen that maybe didn't work so well or things that I've yeah, seen nice. that did work really well. Um, prepping your skin. Yeah, I was going to say that's a good one. I always see if you put masks on the night before or something or the morning of, your skin, your makeup turns out better. I always see heaps no. of people posting blood. And I'm not sure how true it is, but lots of people post uh, yeah, stuff around that. I'm not a fan of those, though. Now I yeah. <laughs> write a blog about that. <laughs> yeah, maybe you need to write something um, the opposite to that so that's really funny. Yeah. But Some of yes. them might leave a film on the skin. Anyway, that's a that's a blog post. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you could even write a blog post on how to choose your hair and makeup artist for your wedding. There's That's so many. There's so many. There's so many things you could do. I could even yeah. do a podcast on it. Really, um, podcasts. I do a bridal podcast on. <laughs> That's a, <laughs> That's actually a really things. good idea. And yeah. yeah, because you would have got so many questions over your time doing it. So all of those questions that you got, you can essentially convert into blogs, and then you can mm. add keywords to them. And the beauty is that, you know how you were saying before, you kind of get to leave people on their customer journey. People who don't yet know you are generally going to come in on a blog page because lots of people when they're at the top of the funnel, we call it, so it's like a little sales funnel and people come in the top and they convert down the bottom. So there's all these little marketing things that we can do to get them to book. And, yeah, if people are coming in the top of the sales funnel, they don't yet know you. So they're going to be searching questions like how to pick a, you know, a bridal makeup artists or some of the suggestions that you just said, they're going to be searching those kind of terms. And we know that they are right at the start of the buyer journey when they do that. Mm. So if they're searching more words like book, bridal, makeup artist, Sydney, then we know they're further down the sales funnel. So we want to make sure we have a variety of different words across our website so that we're kind of targeting people at all levels of the journey. People that Mm. aren't, who are just maybe got engaged and are looking or people that have been researching and comparing you to other makeup artists. So that kind of thought leadership, all those kind of articles and blogs, they're going to help establish you as someone that knows what they're talking about. So people are going to trust you more. Yeah. So that's another thing you include on your website is um, a get to know you something or other. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's a good one. Yeah. So that depending on where people come in, if they don't know you haven't been recommended to you, it's just, they're just cold or at the top of the funnel. Um, there might be something that 
Um, they can even a video that they could watch some because it's so easy to do things now like you can film something and put it up on YouTube you don't even need to have it um, you know hosted anywhere you can just link it exactly. to that and um, a client can get to know you gosh I'm going to be busy um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean so, there, there are other ways there's so many other ways as well yeah so many ways um, okay so we've talked about organic traffic yeah. Um, what if I'm impatient and <laughs> <laughs> well, then you get to, then you get to use the paid variety. So then okay. you, you, you just hit straight. So if you know that, if you know that you have a service that people want already, and you've got plenty of people through the doors, then you can go to ads. So ads are a scaling tool. They're not a miracle worker. So if you've never had people oh. through your doors or you don't know if your offers convert or your website converts, then you don't want to waste money on ads. You only want it to know. Yeah. And the only other thing, the only only way you could probably get away with it is if you had a really good Instagram profile and you could convert people off that. So Mm. because you don't want to direct people to your website if it's new and it's not really work like you or you've got offers that you've that you're selling and no one's ever shown any interest in them. Because then basically what you're doing is you're just magnifying that issue. Whereas if you have so basically think of ads as a magnifier. So if it's working now organically, it's going to work really well with ads. But if it's working really poorly or it's not working at all, it's going to just magnify that as well. So get the system right going on your website or however you're doing it, whether it maybe if you're sending people to your social media profile and it's working because you've got a, you know, a really good portfolio and examples on there and stuff like that, then you could get away with it. But other than that, um, I would wait till you've, you know, you know, you know that it's working. You already know that yours is working though, right? Because, you you know, it's happened in Melbourne. Yeah. So, yeah. so you could go ahead and do ads. You could run ads to, you know, for, to people. There's all different ways you can target people on meta ads. So you can target people that have recently got engaged, people that are targeting words like wedding or bridal or particular maybe brands like, I don't know, Tiffany & Co. or anything that relates to weddings You that is big enough. You can target those specific things. You can also target people that are within a certain age demographic. So women within a certain age group, you can target um, hens parties, all of those different things, things that you could, people that you could target and you could, yeah, essentially create an ad to get it, get leads in. And that would supercharge that as well. So what you're targeting just depends on what your niche is really. Exactly. So we're using bridal in this example, but if you were, yeah, if you were doing something else, then you might do something else, which kind of comes to, we had a question. So one of the questions that we had was how to increase visibility and gain more clients with the campaign within the commercial and TV areas. So how can we, so basically how can we get more traffic and how do we gain more clients within the commercial and TV space? So we've probably touched on a few points already, but we will, I'll just bring it all together. So Essentially, for those particular areas, obviously, you want to have a website set up that's optimizing and all the things we went through. So wherever you're sending people and they're landing, you want your portfolio to look fabulous. You want to look like you're niching. You want your website to be user-friendly. You want the buyer journey to be clear. All of those things are super important when you are targeting those kind of clients. But a lot of this also comes down to your networking and your reputation. So I don't know if you want to I know that this is a bit different to some of the stuff that we've been talking about, but I, I don't know if you want to touch on that, Vanessa. Um, yeah, well, my experience in the commercial space, it really is about contacts. 
um, but also about having a made like a, a niched website that that looks good. I know with one of my jobs that um, I'm just going to say what it is actually. I do Kmart commercials probably four times a year, and they're generally around about um, a two to five day shoot. And I know that when um, I got that job, I know that um, the the they asked, "Can she do natural makeup?" As in me, can can she do natural hair and makeup? And they um, the producer told me that we just bought up pulled up your website and um, that yes, she can do natural hair and makeup because that's pretty much all that's featured. Well, not right now, actually, on my homepage of my um, of my website. So my um, my website, my Vanessa Barney website, which is my commercial website, is very focused towards beauty makeup, uh, natural makeup, um, minimal makeup, really, because that's pretty much what gets you booked: is being able to do natural makeup fast and quick. Um, And one thing I learned recently from one of my podcasts is, you know, the way you display yourself online, whether it be your Instagram page or your um, website, it shows your aesthetic. It shows your taste levels. So you'll get booked on what your taste levels are because that's the kind of work you do. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. And I mean, Mm. sometimes less is more. So I think a lot of the time people are trying to do this over the top glam thing, but it's actually like pulling it right back to get those kind of jobs, you know, Mm. you know, so, and I mean, I know I learned that even off you when we did a branding shoot. So Vanessa was kind enough to (laughs) do my makeup for my latest rebrand. You can, you'll see it, you'll see me on my website, but it was like that same kind of style. Like you, you kind of, you did, you got the brief. It's all about getting the brief, right? And you nailed it. So it's like yeah. I looked like it looked glam, but then it was like not overdone. Like it wasn't yeah. like what's the word? Like it didn't look yeah. Uh, what's what's my word for it? I can't think of it now. Just, <laughs> yeah, I knew you had a way to describe it. I did. Um yeah, you just you you just have to it, it I suppose it's it's natural but without being natural. Um <laughs> it's yes. like it's like if you watch a TV commercial and they've curled the curled the person who's walking down the street with glamour curls rather than just doing a natural curl, she's going to look out of place. So yeah, yeah. Hair and, your hair and makeup that you have on your website, um, you know, and you might, you don't have to put every single thing you've ever done on your website. You just have to put the things up on your website that the kind of work that you want to get. And that's the same as your bridal pages as well. Like if you don't do glam like full-on glam makeup, then don't put it on your website or don't put it on your Instagram. And, you know, if you really want to get more commercial work, then that's kind of what you need to post and that's what you need to showcase. And I think we were talking about this another day and you were saying that something else that you can do is maybe do some volunteer things or was it charity or something? Was there something that you were saying to me? Was Was that in reference to this when you're trying to break into this industry? Oh, you can assist people. Oh, so um, I know we never want to say like necessarily doing free work, but it's like was there something I felt like we were talking about. Was, I think we were talking about collaborating. Oh, so, sorry, that's what it was. It was collaborating. Yeah. It wasn't okay, so sorry. Yeah. I, I knew it was something that we touched on. 
So find people with the same style of work that you want to work with and collaborate with them. If you want to work with a particular, I don't know, stylist, photographer, director, videographer, whatever it may be, maybe even a producer, um, you know, find out if they've got a passion project that they need a hair and makeup artist for and um, connect with them, work with them. That's the word passion project. (laughs) Because um, it's all about relationships. It's all about knowing like people booking you and knowing that you're going to be able to deliver on the day. So you need to have examples of that on your website that so people know you're going to deliver because um, TV commercials cost a lot of money to put together. So they don't want to leave anything to chance, right? That's a very good point. So Mm. yeah, no, yeah, no, I love that because yeah, it is. If you get there on the day and you're not producing the brief and they've spent thousands of dollars from production to talent, et cetera, yeah, they're not going to be happy if it's not. And it's also a good way to probably get some experience too. And I think the important thing is when you're pitching someone, it's always good to talk about them and what they can get out of it, not what you can get out of it. And you need to show up and do a great job and blow them away so that they do remember you. And, you know, if they give you feedback, take it on, you know. Mm, It's, mm. I guess, being able to take feedback and then adjust what you're doing to suit the brief and make them happy is what's going to get you booked as well for further stuff. Yeah, and that's really important if you are reaching out to people. Um, Definitely make it about them, um, what you can do for them and um, not what they can do for you. (laughs) (laughs) that's that's a very good point yeah yeah um yeah that's that's really really important and also um I you know just because you don't hear from somebody doesn't mean it's rejection um you know you might they might be busy I don't know it doesn't you know doesn't mean that you stop trying or just because one person doesn't get back to you um you know, you can still try other people. You can still keep trying. You can still try them again in a month's time. Um, yeah. It's not re- – silence or a no is not rejection. It's just redirection or maybe in a little while. That was yeah, the hard that's lesson I learned, actually. I used to take everything as rejection. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, I even find the same thing as a marketer. So – pitching podcasts and then I did a podcasting thing with someone and they said yeah you know leave it a few weeks and then follow up again so they're like don't just think oh they didn't get back to me it's rejection they could just be busy or Mm. it's not the right timing but you know Mm. you can always you can always send a follow-up within a few weeks maybe just say hey still love to do this job you know if you're yeah if if there's an opportunity so yeah yeah, I kind of always recommend follow so following making sure you send an email that's all about their audience and then following up if you haven't heard So, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's what I would kind of do. And also I know for myself when I'm pitching, I'm looking at the kind of projects that they do and then looking how I can align with them. So Mm -hmm. I don't want to go in and pitch and have absolutely no clue about what they do. I want to make sure that I know the kind of projects that they've worked on. I know how they like to operate. So I try and kind of get as much, dig out as much information as I can on that person so that I feel like I can do a good pitch and they actually know that I understand a little bit more about them and their yeah. style. And get their name. I actually had two emails today um, from people who wanted to come on the podcast 
and they didn't even have my name. So Ah, uh, yeah, no, you can find that you can find that pretty easy that nowadays. That kind of information. Was, I mean their name, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, my it was emailed to Vanessa. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah you so could have just one... got, you could have taken a 50 50 risk you could have that's it, you could have been... that's it. <laughs> that's oh. It. oh man all right so have cool. we have we talked about oh when you say come up with a strategy and then what you sort of is that like the plan of what you're going to do oh so yeah so strategy find go to google analytics or the back end of your website have mm-hmm. a look how people are currently finding you Mm-hmm. If you are getting a lot of traffic, say from SEO, but you're not investing much time, then you should ramp that up. But if you are getting a lot, no traffic from social media, but that's where you're spending all your time, ramp that down. So look at what's currently working and what's not working using the website analytics and then start to ramp that up. But generally, SEO is always going to help bring traffic to your website, doing things like collabs and joining some kind of directories and other ways, places that can send some traffic to your website. But essentially you're going to get from this, if you download the checklist that I mentioned at the digitalexchange.co forward slash traffic, it's going to tell you how much traffic you need. Then go to your website, see how much you've already got, work out the difference, and then start looking at some different ways that you can fill in the difference. Mm-hmm. So if you maybe if you join a directory that's a paid directory for bridal makeup artists or that's affiliated with some event or a bridal magazine, they'll give you kind of how many people will click through from on average from that particular directory through to your website. Then if you were to ramp it up and run some ads, you'll be able to get some traffic from that as well. Then doing things like these collabs. So if you can do a collab even with other people on social media or even getting people that you do their makeup. So posting a video of them and then getting them to reshare it. So then, you know, for example, if someone did my makeup and then I shared it, I know there's a lot of people in my audience that would may sit in the same target audience. So a lot of my friends are kind of maybe might getting married around the same time that all live in the same vicinity. So that's another way to get traffic. But definitely joining some, I guess, associations or directories that or bridal magazines or whatever that you know directly relate that will help drive some traffic too. But SEO, I, I guarantee you, is going to be the the one thing that definitely brings you the most traffic. Okay. And that one's free. And that's free. Yeah, it's pretty much, it's free to do. And don't forget to set up your Google business profile. So, mm. and actually touching on the Instagram, we had another question. If you're a service provider, how many times per week should you go and show your face and not your work? So, yeah. I know personally I am a little bit slack, so I'm setting myself a challenge to be showing my face more. Not, And it's not because it's just because I'm like running around all the time. And obviously, particularly in as a makeup artist, you probably want to look done or, you know, present in some kind of one way most of the time. But I, I reckon if you can show your face, you could probably do it every day to, you know, on your stories. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but if you're saying show, how often should you show your face and not your work, I mean, you probably mostly want to show your work as a makeup artist, right? But then maybe what, 70% of the time, 80% of the time, and then 20% you, cause you can kind of, if you had another camera set up, you could almost show both, but I know that gets a bit more techie. Oh, do you mean like show your face while you're doing the work? Or yeah, that would be the, yeah, not necessarily talking to camera, but yeah, I guess, is that kind of hard oh. though? Oh, I don't, I 
I thought that it was more about like show your face doing um, a face to camera sort of thing. Yeah, no, I, I think um, she does mean that. But then I just oh, had yeah. that thought. And I was like, I wonder if she, yeah, but I think she means more talking to camera in that particular question. Yeah. I mean, I think as much as you can. I don't, I don't think that, I think start small, do once a week. I think the more you can show your face, the better it is because people now want to buy from somebody that they know or they feel connected to. So I think you're going to find your clients that way better. You know, like, no, I agree because I've even noticed for myself, like I'm like, okay, for the last two days I've jumped on and I've just seen like the engagement, even on social media ramp up so much, like just, you know, from, from doing that. And even yeah. like, yeah. So I think, yeah, you just, it's all about, you're right. It's all about personal connection. And I was saying to Vanessa the other day, I was like, you know, makeup artists and hairdressers and all of the above, like you want, you, I don't know why you just want to feel connected to that person yeah. because I feel like you sometimes tell your deepest, darkest secrets to these people. It's like they, they don't exist in the real world or something. I don't know. I know that sounds yeah. really weird. But I think if you, if I'm seeing your face and I'm connecting you with you more, then that makes me feel more comfortable with you, which in turn is the kind of experience that I want. You know, mm. I also need to be confident that you can do, you know, achieve the brief of what I want. But yeah, I, I definitely think yeah, what you said is right. Like showing your face and even if it's just on the stories, it doesn't have to be on the feed. Like your feed yeah. can be more of your kind of portfolio, but then your stories is where, you know, you're talking more to the audience. And the more you do it, the better you get really at showing your face. That's um, true. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you don't always have, like you could, some, I know a lot of people, they'll just film seven days worth of stories in the one day. So if you only want to do your hair and makeup in one day, just change your outfits around and, you know, you could do it like that. But it's different if you're on sets. Like, I think it's really great. I love seeing all your stuff when you're on sets or like, you know, you're doing different jobs and you're actually live there. So mm. I think that, because I think that's quite fun. And you're like, oh, wow, this person's doing that job. This person's doing that job. So you can kind of do a live there and be like, hey, blah, 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 today we're doing this for X, Y, Z. I think that's really good too. So I know that makes it a bit harder because you have to, but you're probably on jobs, you're probably looking presentable anyway. Yeah, you'd hope so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I guess that's I, another thing. <laughs> I, I'd hope I would be. Um <laughs> Should we see if there's any questions, if anyone has yeah, any let's questions have a look. out there? If anyone has any questions on, um, you know, SEO or reaching your goals, let us know. Thanks, everyone, for coming too. Sorry. Oh, yes, I usually, thank you. I, there's usually like a little button where I can wave to everyone. I don't know. Did you get a wave button today? Oh, maybe I did. I know I, I did. Don't, you oh, can do little waves okay. to people. <laughs> I didn't know that that's what it was. And that's why I waved at everybody. Um, well, I guess when there was a lot of people joining, it was like hard to keep up with the, it would be hard to keep up with the waving. But um, yeah, 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 yeah. I couldn't see any um, wave, waves on my side. So I just see, there's, I can see lots of people join. But I, oh, how important. Je- Jessica? Yeah. How important is it to have a website these days? Yes. Do you want to, do you want to answer that one or do you want me to? Uh, you can. So, I mean, I think a website is super important. In all honesty, when I first started and when a lot of people start, they didn't actually, they didn't have a website as a service provider. So if you've got a strong network and you can get away with it not having a website, then totally do it. But I think as a whole, it's really good to have a landing page where you can showcase what you do. 
So it, if you have, like as a makeup artist, it doesn't actually, you actually don't need that many pages on your website either. You know, you could just have a home page, about page, the services that you offer and a portfolio and a contact page. So I say all that to say it's great to have a landing page, but if you have connections or you've got an agency that you work for or partner with, you probably don't need it. If you, if you don't have time at the moment and you have to put it on the back burner, it's okay, but I definitely would have it on your to-do list. Mm, especially too for a, I think, a um, what are they called, the forms that people fill in. Um, oh yeah, they are good. To, you form know. or something. Yeah, they can get more information, um, and it's all in one pa- all in one place. Whereas I find if people are messaging me on Instagram, I lose things. So I think the website's great for that. It's also good for um, SEO and driving traffic. Yeah. Otherwise, there's nowhere to drive traffic to. If you're driving traffic to social media, it's rented space. You could lose it at any time. Yes. So many people are getting blocked from their accounts now. Imagine if you had this huge following. And then, like, you lost your account. But at least if you have a website, you know that people know where to find you. But yeah. if yeah, otherwise you're just going to go MIA. So, mm. sorry, now, my dog's crying in the background. If you can oh, no. He's on the bed. Let's <laughs> it down. Um, I hope that answered your question. Is that Jessica? So then we've got is it from Shelly? Um, how many times in a week do you suggest to go live? Do you oh. mean go live or just go onto stories? I mean, I think if you can if you can go onto stories every day, I mean, but if that's too much for you, just try once a week or every couple of days, I would say. I, I don't think there's a hard and fast rule. I just think the more you show your face, the more people get to know you. Yeah, no, I agree. So I think probably once a week is fine to go live. I guess if you were on sets and you wanted to, you could do that. But I think just doing a story is fine because when you do a story, it just sits up there and it stays there. It doesn't go into your feed. When you do the lives, it goes into the feed. Stories are getting a lot more engagement and a lot more traction. So yeah, do the stories as much as you can. If you can only do them once a week, that's fine. But if you can do them seven days a week or five days a week when you're on sets, do that too. And it doesn't just have to be even on sets. You could be like, oh, this is how you clean your makeup brushes or this is how, you know, yeah, anything like that. Or I know like Vanessa has given me so many ideas for products or even like creams to put under makeup and I would never even have thought to use them, but they actually work so much better than, you know, some of the ones that I pay double at at Mecca. So, I mean, I love a variety of both, but I'm like, if I'm going to get an output that's better from something that's actually better for my skin as well, then, you know, all those kind of tips are really great to even just share ad hoc. So I think it's really yes. good to remember that people don't know what you know. And I realize that um, when I chat with you, Nick, about stuff, um, I'm like, <laughs> I've always got so many questions. <laughs> I just thought people knew these things, but clearly they don't because you just don't realize you only know what you know. Yeah. Um, we're just looking we, at whatever meccas and those places are telling us. We're like, oh, we need this. We need that. Yeah. Yes. You know? So, yeah. So we've got, hi, ladies, this is from Maria. What is the best way to take bookings from your website or from your Instagram I personally say website because then it goes to your email um, and it's just easy to f- find. You can get more details from people. That probably looks more I professional. Yeah, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's probably more. But, yeah, you can pro- it's probably like you've got a better CRM system, which is like your customer relationship management. It's like mm. a better way to manage it. It's all just sitting in the back end. When you've got to sift through your Instagram, it's painful. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to over you can, get, you can, yeah, things can get lost. Um, I've got Jessica. Any recommendations for the best to create a homepage for a makeup artist instead of instead of having a page on a website? Homepage. 
Um, well, I use Squarespace. When you say a home page, I can't see that one. Um, you're still going to have to host it somewhere. So some kind of portfolio um, site. So I know of Squarespace, Wix and Webly. Oh, and Show It is another place for a website. Oh, yeah. Show It do really beautiful ones. But um, it is a bit, yeah. Yeah. So I'm not sure if I've answered your question there. Mushi, my little doggy. Um, does it matter if you only have a few suitable photos for your website or is it best to wait until you have more to showcase? Um. I would probably need to understand how many a few is, um, but I don't think you need hundreds, if that makes any sense. I think you could do like a bridal photo shoot and you could, because um, that's actually what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a bridal photo shoot. And I'm going to redo my um, bridal website for Sydney um, of, and I'm going to do a bridal shoot of the style of, clients that I want to attract, brides that I want to attract, and then I'll have a place possibly where I have um I don't know what the correct term is. I don't I'm, I don't I want to say real brides, but I just mean like brides I've done. So um yeah that's that's what I would suggest. And you know sometimes you don't know what you need for your website till you start building it. That's so true. Any other oh, uh, questions guys? So our makeup by Maria said is there an app? What kind oh. of app do you mean, Maria? Do you mean for we, like your poof? Oh, sorry. No, I think she means for inquiry forms. There, there could be. I'm I'm not aware of it. I don't know if I've answered that. I'll try and find your question. There is certain booking software, though, for people that have like, I guess I know they have them for hair salons and things like that, but I'm sure there would be. I, I reckon there would be something like that for sure. Yeah, an app. I think so. I'm seeing my dog. I know, like. A lot of people in service industry like to use Dubsado. So Dubsado is quite an expensive software and it's like a lot to set up, but it's a really good, it automates literally everything for you. So I was just mentioning that lots of people, I don't know if makeup artists use it so much, but I know a lot of service people like to use Dubsado because it just oh, like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dubsado is actually really good. Um it does take a bit of setting up. Yeah, um, it does. But if you're somebody like who does a lot of weddings or a lot of um, bridal, it's uh, awesome for managing bookings, and it just it's a it's a huge time saver. Um, but yeah, it because is, it automates everything, hey? <laughs> yeah, it does automate everything. Um, yeah, it's, I think it's I think it's great. If I if I did the volume of weddings that I used to do. Um, Sort of a few years ago, I would definitely have used Dubsado. Just because yeah, it's, 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 yeah. it's even got like a calendar booking system. Maybe that's what Maria's talking about. Um, Calendarly, maybe that's what you mean. Calendarly, I've actually got Calendarly set up for uh, my, um, what are they called? My sort of private clients. So if I book a wedding trial or a um, an event hair and makeup, I just book it in myself. Ah, yes. Um, yeah. And I think I paid. I did pay for it because if you don't pay for it, you don't get the automated emails and texts. And that's that's actually what I wanted because it was taking me so much time 
to go back and email all my clients or confirm them that setting them up on Calendly was um, worked so well. I've actually got a um, I've got a video that I made um, that t- shows you how I use Calendly. So if you if you want that link, send me DM me and I will send you the link so you can have a look at how I set it up. That's a good idea. And you can also, you can take payments through it too. And which I think sometimes it can be awkward on the day if people don't have the right money or this or that, but if people just pay in advance, it's so much better. Yeah, it is. It is. It is good. Um, Yeah. It's actually really great. Like if you're someone who does um, event clients on the day, like if, if I was, if I was like doing a Saturday where I just did client after client after client, I would use the payment system because then they pay and then they're not going to cancel. You know, it's just so true. So much better because there's so much cancelling these days or even take a deposit. You know, I know a lot of people in in, in your industry, even when I get my hair done, it's a hundred dollar deposit. So, yeah, you know, and then if you cancel within a week or within two weeks or something, then, you know, yeah. yeah, So I'm not sure. Yeah. I had to do a deposit for my dog's haircut. Oh, there you go. Everyone's doing it now because the thing is people are cancelling all the time. Like I I can't tell you how many people cancel things all the time, even in my world. Mm. And sometimes it's Mm. like right, sometimes it's on the day or like or, you know, on the hour. So, yeah. And And then you lose money or you lose a booking like that you would have had and you could have filled up that Saturday doing something else. Well, definitely for that kind of thing because, yeah, your Saturday is generally your biggest, busiest day. Um, is is there any more questions, guys? Does anyone have anything else they want to ask while we're here? And you're welcome, Jess and Maria. Yeah, thanks for your questions. Yeah, thank you. And thanks for those who submitted questions before. Hopefully there's some people watching the replay that are getting heaps of value out of this. Yeah. Please feel free to turn this into a podcast. Hopefully um, you're getting some value from it. So, um. Nikki, just again, just before we go, just let everyone know where they can find you. Um, yeah, awesome. On socials. Thank you. So I'm at the digitalexchange.co. That is my website. And then if you want the freebie, it's mm-hmm. forward slash traffic. So the digitalexchange.co forward slash traffic. And then if you want to know if you're ready for Facebook ads without spending any money, I've got a freebie called the digital exchange forward slash Facebook. And then I'm also starting oh. to create some tutor- tutorials on YouTube. So it's at the digital exchange is my, so the at symbol, the digital exchange. So if you go youtube.com at the digital exchange, I'm adding some tutorials on there at the moment about, you know, how to set up your Facebook ads. So that'll be super helpful as well. And how to stalk who your competitors, even stalking who your competitors are targeting is a really cool one at the moment on, there's a, there's a a new hack that you can do to to do that. So thanks, Amy. Thank um, you. No, that's, that's awesome, Nikki. I will share when you will you be posting them because I can share them so that people can find you. Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'd love mm. that. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much, my little, <laughs> my little boy. Um, he, I think I need to take him outside or something, or he just wants cuddles. But um, thanks so much for listening. Um, yeah, we'll chat again soon. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye. Thanks for joining me today on The Makeup Insider. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Please don't forget to rate and subscribe, and I'll see you soon. Bye for now.